Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. And this week we are talking something that I think everyone probably has one. At least one. At least one. And if you don't think you have one, you got to check yourself. Check. You need to be checked. <laughs> we're, we're talking how to break a bad habit. Mm-hmm. The most common bad habits, the science of habits, and then how to break a bad one. Yeah. And this was actually inspired by Natalie. Yeah. You were like, you, you came to terms with something. Yeah. Well, I literally, I went to bed a few nights ago and it was like 12.30, 1 in the morning. And I thought, God, I've got to stop going to sleep this late. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, God damn, I have to stop <laughs> going to bed that late. And then you want to know what I did last night? I went to bed at 1.30. <gasps> Natalie! But I worked till 9.45. What did I tell you though? You told me I have to stop working. <laughs> <laughs> I said the reason you're staying up late is because you you are I stopping know. work so late and so then you, you don't get your evening. This is why I cursed the day that the wing closed. Which is like a co-working, co-working place. space in Los Angeles that Natalie was going to. And, and it was the only way I could actually stop working. Yeah. Because I would close my computer and then I would drive home and I wouldn't open it again. You should start using your walks with Zeppelin as that cutoff time again. Oh, I do that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work hmm. for me. I have I'm to dr- physically remove. I think what I'm going to have to do is... <laughs> I don't know, sell blood plasma or something and get a Soho House membership so oh. that I can go. I have to leave. I cannot stay in my apartment. Interesting. Well, maybe we'll case. figure it out by the end of this episode. Yeah. And actually at the end of the episode, we're playing We're Not Really Strangers, which is yeah. that card game, getting to know each other, which mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know what I don't know about you, but we might find out we might find something, something else. new. And don't forget, you guys, you can always write into the show with episode requests at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com or you can DM us at am I doing this right pod. If you have a question, you have something going on in your life that you want our advice on, email us. Also, DM us. we prioritize. Also, if you're like, hey, guys, I really don't understand this thing, we will do it immediately. Yes, yes we prioritize the requests. We do. So, um, and oh, you brought the wine in today. I did. Let's talk about it. Well, <laughs> I brought today a Whalen Wine Company wine, their Syrah, okay. a 2019 from Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara County, Santa Barbara <laughs> County. Yeah. And it's a Syrah. <gasps> this is open. I did not know that. I didn't know you opened it. Did it spill and on I just your like, pants? Yep. It did. But just a little bit. Okay. Is it going to stain? Probably. Mm. I don't have a tied to go pen. We're going to will it that it's going to be gonna, fine. Yeah, it'll be just fine. Syrah comes out of pants. That's what I've learned. <laughs> Did you know that? It's fact. Syrah comes right out of pants. Uh, I, don't, I was not expecting it to be opened. I appreciate you opening it. You want to know something more embarrassing? What? That happened to me? What? I'm like licking it off my pants. <sighs> I got swindled by baby daddy Chris Evans. What did he do to you? He didn't do... Okay. He didn't swindle me. Okay. Just the fact that I was influenced. You bought something that he was selling? Yes, I did. did. What did he sell you? He's selling dog. This man's hawking dog food. Okay. You bought 
dog food? I did. Here's the deal. As Zeppelin has gotten older, he has needed a change in food. And I've been trying to find one that worked for him. What do you mean? Like weird poops? What's happening? No, like he's he's starting to get like skin allergies. And also there's this whole thing with like grain-free. Yeah. That they like don't want dogs to be on grain-free. Oh, of the- <laughs> Archie's grain-free. I know. Zeppelin's been grain-free his whole life. But then there was this whole thing where the vets were like, don't have them on grain-free. It causes like heart things. But like, mm, I don't know. And... So then I've been trying these other foods that aren't grain-free, and then he gets itchy or his ears start itching, whatever. So then Baby Daddy Evans, he's over here on Instagram hawking dog food, and he's like, it's really good, blah, blah, blah. So I bought it. Zeppelin loves it. Okay. Oh, it's really good. It's not grain-free, but it doesn't have – it's like brown rice is the grain. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like – not really. And it looks, all the ingredients look really good. And Zeppelin's been very happy on it. So it, it ended up working out well. Wait, wh- okay, Natalie, the way you, you positioned this is well, as I if he swindled like, you. Well, it just feels so embarrassing that I, from an Instagram ad from Chris Evans, you really did change my dog food. You're, you're upset you were influenced. Yes. You didn't want to be influenced. No. Okay, but I thought that I, the way the, the way the story was going was as if you bought the dog food and you got it and it was no, really bird food. No, it's just <laughs> embarrassing that I because really the main I'm like, wow, if it's good enough for Chris Evans, <laughs> then it's got to be fantastic. <laughs> then it's got to be good. <laughs> it really is though. And I thought it was gonna be mad expensive. It's not. It's I less love, than yes, his I, blue buffalo. <gasps> wow, maybe Archie needs to get on that. He should. Zeppelin really likes because Zeppelin also has a chicken allergy. That's a whole other thing. Oh. So he has he's on the salmon sweet potato one. He loves it. Oh wow. It doesn't smell like salmon either, which is nice. Well, that sounds like a good habit. Yes. <laughs> sounds like a good habit <laughs> for him. But let's get into bad habits. Yeah. Well, like I said. I've been really trying to break this whole going to bed super late thing. And it's not that anything that I do is like very bad. They're just things that are annoying, Mm -hmm. you know? So we thought it'd be a good time to do like a deep dive into how habits are made and why. Right. And how we break them. We're also thinking about doing an episode down the line about how to create new habits. Yes. But this one's all about kicking the ones we don't like so that if we want to build a new habit... We can. We can. And we can I think just build. understanding habits, we can utilize that information however we want, good or bad, for good yes. or evil. And also, there's so much really interesting information. Like, can I get into some facts? Yeah. Okay. So number one, we save energy by having habits. Okay. So when you do something out of habit, your brain has to do less work. It gets to just run on autopilot. And apparently, Obama will only wear blue or gray suits just for that reason. Oh, well, also he got slandered when he wore the tan suit. Beige suit. <laughs> the beige suit. That was a whole thing. But he's just like, I don't want to think about what to wear. And yeah, I believe he probably has a little PTSD from the one time he <laughs> changed course and got his ass handed to him. Another fact, about 45% of what we do every day is habitual. I also, which is kind of scary, but like, you know, sometimes I go on autopilot when I'm driving, driving. home and I'm yes. like, how did I get here? No, I do that all the time. Very scary. You want to know something really dumb? Mm. The other day, I was supposed to I was supposed to be going to Swingers. 
mm-hmm. diner for breakfast, I started driving to El Coyote. Yeah. It's the only place I go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like driving. I'm like, wait, what? I'm way too far away. So yeah, it does get scary. It also takes on average 66 days to change a habit, not 21. Oh, yeah. That's a big myth. That's a myth. However, that is on average. So in the study that discovered this whole 66-day thing, there were people who made it in 18 days and those who would have needed more than 250 days. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Not to mention those who did not make it at all to their goal. Um, So habit change is a very complex psychological process, and it is very different for each person and every habit. This is another thing that I think is very interesting to think about. Habits are relics of your past goals. So, right. So where do they come from, right? The simple explanation is from doing something under similar circumstance over and over again. But recently, scientists have tried to look at the bigger picture. So more precisely, why you want to do something over and over again. And usually this does not happen by accident, but for a reason. So, for example, when you're practicing, like, tying your shoelaces, your goal was to finally be able to do that alone. With many habits, it might be a lot harder to tell which goal you are pursuing when you establish them, but most likely your habits established with one regard to a goal. You might have started smoking just for, like, a stress relief, or maybe you were eating all the cookies in your house because your siblings would get them all before you, but just because you do it over and over again, it's repeated enough, they become the habit. So the initial goal, even if it doesn't pertain to you anymore, it still has just like hardwired itself in there. We'll get into that when we talk about how habits exist. Yes. Because that does make sense, but the reward, there's always like a reward in a habit. Yes. I found it interesting to go to look into the most common bad habits that people have. And on every single website, nail biting, number one. And as a non-nail biter, I was like, that many people it like is a thing for. I really have struggled for like almost my whole life with nail biting. I wonder what But is, it's not my nails. I bite my cuticles. It's what is the fixate? I know it's I know it's anxiety most of the time linked to that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I remember the first time I bit my cuticles off. I was sitting in the back of my purple Ford Explorer at the pharmacy and I was like nine and I just never stopped. It must have been some sort of self-soothing thing. Yeah. I mean, well, I was in the car by myself, so that might <laughs> point in the direction. <laughs> Another common bad habit is obviously poor eating habits like snacking, binging, skipping meals. Like Natalie said earlier, also smoking, obsessive social networking, you know, being on Instagram, things like that. Poor sleeping habits, sleeping too much or too little, Natalie. (laughs) Procrastination, I'm very guilty of. I love to wait to the last possible second. I'm like four out of five on these (laughs) at this point. Gossiping is another bad habit. Swearing. Maybe some people consider it. It depends on whatever, you know, you might not think that's a bad habit, but maybe some people want to cut it out of their life. Drinking caffeine, which I 
am guilty of um, and being late, which I was late today. So also something I should be working on. The fact that I check almost all of the boxes <laughs> is truly upsetting. Well, habits, particularly ones that you want to break, can be really tough. The cycle is understandable, though, because the brain doesn't like to make changes. But breaking a habit can be done. According to Harvard Medical School, it takes intent, a little white knuckling, and some effective behavior modification techniques. But even before that, though, it helps to understand what happens in our brains with our motivations and with our self-talk. So how do our brains see bad habits versus good habits? So according to Dr. Stephanie, it's either Collier or Collier. You know, we don't know if she's French. Is she French? She could be. Uh, She's the director of education in the Division of Geriatric Psychology at McLean Hospital. And she's the instructor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. She says good or bad habits are routine and routines like showering, driving to work, etc. are automatic and they make our lives easier and the brain doesn't have to think too much. But Dr. Luana Marquez, she's an associate professor of psychology also at Harvard Medical School. She says bad habits are different than quote unquote regular habits because when we try to break a bad habit, we create dissonance and the brain is like, nah, I do not like this. That wasn't a direct quote, but yeah. She says the limbic system in the brain activates the fight or flight or freeze responses and our reaction is to avoid the quote unquote threat and go back to the old behavior even though we know it's not good for us. Often habits that don't benefit us still feel good because the brain releases dopamine. And it does this with anything that helps us as a species to survive. So eating, sex, etc. Avoiding change qualifies as survival and then we get rewarded, albeit temporarily. So we keep repeating it every time. And that's why it's so hard. Yeah. It is tough, but we can learn through the science of habits. You know, we love the science. That we the science of habits. <laughs> and we actually pulled from the book Atomic Habits, which is like such a big popular book right now. It's like a number yeah, one. New York everybody Times. has it. I have it. And um, there's actually a four-step pattern that is the backbone of every habit. And your brain runs through these steps in the same order every time. Oh, hit me with the steps. So the first, there is a cue. So okay. this initiates your brain to start a behavior. Cravings are the second step, and they are the motivational force behind every habit. Without some level of motivation or desire, without craving a change, we have no reason to act. The third step is the response. The response is the actual habit you perform, which can take the form of a thought or an action. And then finally, which we've been kind of talking about, the response delivers a reward. Rewards are the end goal of every habit. So the cue is about noticing the reward, the craving is about wanting the reward, and the response is about obtaining the reward. So then we can utilize those laws to create a habit or we can invert them to break the habit, right? Yes. So the inversion of the first law, right, the cue, Mm -hmm. is to make it invisible. Tell me more, please. So we'll get into it. (laughs) So the inversion of the second law is, which is craving, is Mm -hmm. to make it unattractive. Okay. The inversion of the third law, which is response, is to make it difficult. 
And the inversion of the fourth law, reward, is to make it unsatisfying. And we will go into each one of those. Okay, so first was invisible. So make it invisible, make it unattractive, make it difficult, and make it unsatisfying. Okay, so how do we make it invisible? So we can make it invisible by reducing our exposure to it and remove cues of your bad habits from your environment. For example, if you can't seem to get any work done, then leave your phone in another room for a few hours. If you're continually feeling like you're not enough, stop following social media accounts that trigger jealousy and envy. If you're wasting too much time watching TV, move the TV out of the bedroom. We got to make it Invisible. So it's out of sight, out, out of, of mind. mind. So whatever that bad habit is, smoking, get rid of the cigarette, like, you right, know, all the things, right. whatever it is, you have to make it invisible. Okay, so that's invisible. <laughs> then we have the craving that we have to make unattractive, right? Yes. So we can do this by reframing our mindsets and highlighting the benefits of avoiding our bad habits. So don't say, I want to stop smoking, as this actually activates the part of the brain related to smoking. It actually makes you crave it. Mm, mm -hmm. So instead, reframe that by saying that you want to be healthy and fit. Stopping smoking is a step that will take you towards that goal. Okay. So we remove it. We kind of change the wording around it so we make it unattractive. And then how do we make the response to it difficult? Well, humans are lazy. So uh -huh. the easier something is, the more likely we are to do it and vice versa. So therefore, increasing friction is likely to help you break a bad habit. Increase the number of steps between you and your bad habit. So if you get distracted by your phone easily, like we just said, leave it in another room so you can't physically reach for it. You can also make bad habits more difficult by creating what psychologists call a commitment device. Mm. So a commitment device is a choice you make in the present that controls your actions in the future. It is a way to lock in future behavior, bind you to good habits, and restrict you from bad ones. So for example, you can voluntarily ask to be added to the ban list at casinos and online poker sites to prevent future gambling sprees. Wow. You can reduce overeating by purchasing food in individual packages rather than in bulk. And also, I read that someone used an adapter to cut their internet at 10 p.m. so that they would know when to go to bed. So it's like being preventative, yeah. essentially. Like, what can I do to stop myself in the future? Yes. And that also requires a lot of like, that's like the white knuckling part. Like, you really have to call up the casino and be like, ban me. Do, if you, yeah. When I call in two days, do not let do me. Do not let me in. Yes. Send a security guard to remove me. Well, that's why like, I really appreciate when people lie to me about things that are like the timing. Yeah. Like, tell me it's a half hour earlier. Because I'm going to get there 15 minutes late. Late. But then I'll be 15 minutes early. And exactly. I appreciate that. Exactly. That's like a commitment device. Yes. Okay, that's cool. So then there's the final step, which is to make the reward unsatisfying. Yes. And this is tough. Okay. But pain is an effective teacher. If failure is painful, it gets fixed. So as soon as actions incur an immediate consequence – behavior begins to change. So, for example, customers pay their bills on time when they are charged a late fee. Okay. And a straightforward way to add immediate consequence to a bad habit is a habit contract. <gasps> what is this? 
So a habit contract is a verbal or written agreement in which you state your commitment to a particular habit and the punishment that will occur if you don't follow through. Oh, shit. And then you find one or two people to act as your accountability partners and sign off on the contract with you. (gasps) Yes. To make bad habits unsatisfying, your best option is to make them painful in the moment. And even if you don't like create a full-blown like contract, simply just having that accountability partner is really useful. And suddenly you're not only feeling to uphold the promise to yourself, but you're also feeling to uphold the promises to others. Oh, shit. That's really good. But you know what? It's so hard. You literally have to shame yourself. I know. But then also I'm thinking like recently I was in that like TikTok challenge thing with my friend. And so I would hold her accountable because, you know, I would Venmo request her. But sometimes I was like, oh, I feel bad. I'm not going to do it today. So I really wouldn't hold her accountable every time. So I wasn't very good accountability partner. Yeah. Oh, damn. So there are other ways to break down how to break a habit, right? Yes. Okay. So now that we understand the whole scientific reasoning and how it all happens, we can get into some very tangible steps on how to break them. So number one, really determine why you want to break the habit. So let's say your habit is like you stay too long at the office and you're missing out on time with your kids. So then remind yourself of the end goal and that will give you more motivation to actually follow through. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. you're like, okay, the end goal, I get to spend more time with my kids. I'm going to pack it up. Yes. I need to tell myself this. Yes. I need to picture myself laying in bed at night and looking at the clock and it's not 1.30. Yeah. It's like 10.30. Close my computer. You also should figure out your internal and external triggers. This one's harder, but try to monitor yourself with the habit that you're trying to break. When the urge hits, ask when, where, and with whom it happens and how you're feeling, be it sad, lonely, depressed, nervous, stuff like that. It's a mixing and matching process and different for every person. But if you noticed a cue beforehand, you might be able to catch yourself and break that cycle. That probably applies really well to like smoking, like eating, you know, because sometimes I think it's like a soothing I also think like reaching out to an ex, that's a bad habit that I think people run into when they're lonely. Lonely, And then you just send, yeah, you send that text like, Mm -hmm. I miss you, You heartbreak. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. And I think it is like, okay, what am I actually feeling? Yes. So then if you really know, if you identify that, then the next time you go out to the bar, be like, all right, make a contract with your friend and say. Say, if I text my ex. Yeah. Then I have to... Venmo request me yeah. $50. Yeah. Make it hurt. And also yes. I think the part of it too, which is I hate to tell people to do this, is to be embarrassed. Yeah. Like you have to be like, I'm embarrassed. Yes. You know, Ugh. which sucks. But, it's the shame. But that's the whole thing is that like if like the human ex- like experience is that you don't want to feel those feelings. So you won't do it if you don't want to be embarrassed. Right, right. Oh my gosh, it's hard. It's hard. Okay, then here's the hardest part, which is modifying your behavior. So you need to remind yourself though that even little improvements are still improvements. So don't take the all or nothing approach because it will only make it more stressful and less enjoyable. So you're more likely to burn out and fall back into whatever you're trying to stop doing. So that's like the whole cigarette thing too. It's like, I can't have it. So now I'm just going to like sit here and think about how bad I want. And then I'm just going to have one, Yeah, you know? And it also helps us to remember that urges follow a cycle. And 
scientifically, actually, they're initially very intense and then they wane and usually go away in about 20 minutes. So if you feel an urge, try to do something for those 20 minutes that you enjoy that distracts you. Uh, It's especially helpful to do something that involves your senses. So again, let's say you're trying to stop smoking and you have an urge to go smoke a cigarette. Instead, you can get a bowl of ice cream and for the next 20 minutes, focus on the sensation of the coldness, uh, the flavor, if there's a little texture, if there's little chocolate chips. So mm. really just like focus and but make it something that you enjoy. Yes. You know what I mean? And then finally, just acknowledge that breaking a habit, especially a bad one, is very hard. Hard. It's basically hardwired into your brain and it's not easy to undo because like we said, it makes your life easier. Your brain's like, ah, I don't have to think about this. This is just what we do. And you need a dopamine hit. Yep. Uh, so go easy on yourself. And if you've got a day where you participate in the habit you're trying to break, it's all right. You'll get back on track. Just treat yourself like you would your friend who's trying to break the same type of habit and be supportive and kind to yourself. Yes. And I love that. And maybe shame yourself a little. Maybe, sorry. Maybe sorry to shame say yourself. I'm sorry to say it. No, seriously. See, this is the this is the part that sucks about the sleeping thing is like, it's like not shameful enough. I need to make it sh- more shameful somehow. You know, like all these other things, like like how I said at the beginning, yes. it's nothing like bad. It's just like things that annoy me. Yeah. We have to figure out what is, what's the punishment. I know. Ugh. We should, we'll think of a We'll contract. think of something. Yeah. Okay. What's a habit you're trying to break? I know. I'm trying to think what's a bad habit. That, I mean, I do scroll on TikTok late at night longer than I'd want to, and I'd rather be reading my book. Oh, so I would man. say that that's something like I'm probably scrolling for an hour and I'd love to scroll for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And you uh, know the little, oh, type your thing in. That doesn't work. Oh, no. I just type it in real quick. No. So I think that's probably a bad habit that I'd really like to break. Oh, my God. This but, makes sense, though. Because you know the guy that pops up on the screen, he shames you. Yeah. He straight up is like, oh, you probably should go like get a glass of water. Like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. And then I turn that shit off. Yeah. And you're embarrassed. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Somebody else knows. So I, my secret. <laughs> I need to set him for like 15 minutes. So yeah. He just pops up and he's like, whoa, <laughs> hold the phone here. <laughs> are you all right? Uh, Okay, well, we hope you guys learn more about how to break a habit, the science behind them, and why breaking them feels so difficult. But we believe in you guys. Let us know what bad habits you're trying to break. I'm very curious. Somebody DM me and please shame me or ask me how I'm doing because I will be truthful. Yeah, say uh, what time did you go to bed last night? And if I have to say it was 1.30, I'm going to be embarrassed. (laughs) Okay, so should we rate this wine we've been drinking? Oh, I guess me. Oh, yeah. The Whalen Wine Company Syrah, 2019 Syrah, um, to our hottie of the week, which is your baby daddy. My baby daddy. Oh, we just talked about him on a different episode. Brett Goldstein, a.k.a. Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. He's trying to break this habit where he swears a lot, and he actually does not break the habit. But hey. But maybe if you listen to this episode, you If you, you listen to this episode, he probably, you know, he should turn it on in his car. Maybe he wouldn't swear so much in front of his niece. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what are what are our thoughts? I hate this Syrah. Hate it. I don't like Syrahs. Oh, really? Don't I don't like it. I feel indifferent, I think. Let me see. Mm-mm. Two. It's a two. Really? I don't hate it. I don't love it. I do feel like it needs food with it. Oh, Lord. 
I'm not doing well. I'm right. not taking another sip of it. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. So six. A, so a four, four out of Brett Goldstein. Yeah. AKA, AKA Roy, Roy Kemp from Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> Right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're playing We're Not Really Strangers, the card game. This one is the female friendship deck. Oh, okay. We played yeah. this one before. We played this one before, although I'm we might have removed the cards that we already did. Really? Okay. So we might- We'll remember. We'll remember like. if we did. Okay. Natalie's giving him a good shuffle. A little shuffle, shuffle. All right. Here we go. I kind of feel like this was ass. Okay, what was it? In what part of your life do you feel like you're settling? Explain. Maybe we didn't. I don't think we've done that. What part of my life do I feel like I'm settling? Actually, no, I don't think we did that. I one. don't I don't think I'm settling in any way. I feel like I really pride myself on like checking in and being like, am I happy? Do I feel motivated? Okay, but let me try to answer this because yeah. I want to. Do I feel like I'm settling? I mean, that's also an answer is to be like, no. No, but like, that's not fun. Well, I can also ask another one. No. Let me think. I feel like maybe, well, and I don't know if this is settling, but I feel really confident and comfortable in the career choices that I'm making right now. I feel really blessed that like I'm getting more seasons of a TV show and, you know, and I feel like I love to be pushed. And I, I'm actually doing a new TV show, but I'll tell you about that later. Um, and, and so, but I do feel like those are in my comfort zone. And sometimes I really love to push myself. So like yeah. one thing I've wanted to do for a long time is write a book. And that's just something I'm too scared to le- like leap into. Yes. And so I feel like that's an area where I'm like, I could push myself. Like I'm doing stuff that I know I'm good at, that I can do. And maybe it's not settling. It's just that I'm not. It's less of like settling and more of like, you're just not I'm, I, doing I, something that you know you – it's like in the back of your mind. Yeah. And so that would be somewhere that I would really love to just like take a leap of faith and just like start writing a book. Maybe I don't even know where it goes. Yeah. But I feel like right now I'm like I'm very comfortable in like what I'm doing career-wise and I love to be pushed outside And it also feels zone. like writing a book or like doing something outside of your comfort zone, it's like really hard to – just even start. Yes. Because it's like, where do I begin? Exactly. You know? Okay. So maybe that's my answer. Okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, like I'm going to shuffle. Okay. Shuff, 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 shuff. I also took that card out. So okay, got in there. Okay. Oh, this is so interesting. In what ways did the city you grew up in shape you? Did we did we already do this one? No. Gosh, why does it sound so familiar? Oh, the city I grew up in shaped me. That's interesting. So Natalie kind of grew up in a small town in NorCal. Yeah. Farming town. Like how do you think that still resonates with you? I think – I do wonder if it made me like very independent. Like I do a lot of stuff just like on my own because – I don't know. It was so easy to just like ride your bike down to the like grocery store and like pick up a pizza and like ride your bike back. So I don't know if things like that, like I got very resourceful. Okay. You know, like, so maybe I also just think I've always had very close friendships. They've always been very important to me. That's what I was going to say. And I think it's, Maybe something about just having such a small community is like, and I've always kept my friends very like close to me and small. So maybe that has an element. 
That definitely does. Should we do one more? Sure. Oh, this is funny. What are you procrastinating on right now that feels important? Signing the TikTok verification <laughs> application. <laughs> um, what am I procrastinating on that feels important? I've been on. Am I being honest? It's not very exciting. I've been Fair needing enough. to write a new draft of my script. Um, that I've been procrastinating. My life coach asked me literally every week, have you done the edits on the new script? I said, no. She mm -mm. needs to shame you. I know. She needs to shame me more. There needs to be a consequence for me to not doing it because yeah. all I need to do is another pass on the script and I have put it off for six months. Um, I hate that shit. Also, I hate when it's like a 20-minute thing and you just keep putting it off. Yeah. Well, not that it's 20 minutes, it's, but like I get into But that. honestly, it's three hours, maybe right. four hours of like sitting down and doing it. Haven't done it. Also putting wallpaper up in my room. Um, I've also been trying to do that for a year. And do you have the wallpaper? No. Oh, okay. But like I left this one wall blank and it's just like this empty wall that needs wallpaper on it. And it's it's becoming a thing. <laughs> Stare at it like I got Sometimes do things that. just get feel like so big. You're like, I can't, I'll never be able to do that. I know. That's the hard thing is like just – Starting it. Yes. Okay. Last question. Okay, this is a really fun one. What do you justify spending too much money on? Ooh. That's so fun. Jeez, what do I justify spending too much money on? It's funny because I don't – I, you know, I'm also not a big spender. Yeah. I feel like I could answer this for you. Will you? I feel like you would like – like a Travel? Travel or like a fun pair of boots that you've been looking at for a long time. Yeah. You know, like, I guess I never like, I guess I don't see that as something like crazy. Yeah. It's, not, it's, not it's crazy. never more than like 200 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I guess, but I don't feel like the need, I, have to, I don't feel like I have to justify it. You know, it's like, these are boots I'm going to wear them all the time. Maybe like, I was thinking today when I was getting my nails done, I was like, I probably don't have to get these done every three weeks, but it makes me very happy. You, and I was like, financially, it probably would be better to not, but I really like it. Things that make you happy. Yeah, except for this hand. I hate this hand. You hate that your hand? This set of nails. Oh. This was supposed to be pink. It is pink. And that's purple. I think that's pink. No, even the nail lady Natalie was like, I'm sorry, that's purple. And uh, I said, I know. Natalie it's has giving Riddler's two revenge. <laughs> She's she has to her hands are painted different colors. So her left hand is I would say pink, but she says purple, and then her right hand is green. It's giving Riddler's Revenge. It's giving And these are her nails. It's We're giving Mardi her hand Gras. Is, it's giving it is giving Mardi Gras. I will say it's that. It's giving Six Flags Vallejo Medusa roller coaster. It was a bubblegum pink. I was so excited about I it. Do it see was like Mardi a watermelon. Gras. And now it's now it's New Orleans in March. I see that, you know, but I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks really good. It's really creative. Thank you. But I did spend like a hundred bucks. Probably could have <laughs> saved that. But like, it makes me happy. But I'm going to justify it and say it makes me happy. So there you go. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, that's our episode. If you like the episode, you guys can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We read them on the episodes and we just love to hear from you guys. Also, don't forget you can write into the show if you have an episode topic idea, like something you want to know more about at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com or you can DM us at amidoingthisrightpod or if you need some advice. And if you're trying to break a habit, 
send this to a friend and say, hey, be my be my accountability we're partner. We're going to break something together. Yes. Make your little contract. And let us know what it is. Yeah. And we love you guys and we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you. Bye. Bye.